0: Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQers, TV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution to see who's not see who's on the right or left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina the editor at sons of And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of Liberty and also Sons of Liberty In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to Sons of Liberty <clears throat> Excuse me, and there. You're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you want to hear that and you missed it, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Okay, At that time, he'll be live in that little box right there. Um, On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you've got, and then look for the rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. And uh, it'll take you over into the chat. We've got some friends over there this morning. It's great to see you guys. Good morning to you. And uh, and then we're also streaming live to Rumble as well. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel there. Please subscribe. And we're also streaming live to BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. And we appreciate those guys giving us a spot on their page. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Um. You can that that comes out once a once a day <clears throat> between seven and eight Eastern is usually when we send it out. Um, and most people get it within that time frame. So be sure to sign up for that. And then if you want our ministry email, go to Sons of Liberty Radio or excuse me, Sons of Liberty Radio dot com and you can sign up for that on the front page. That goes out once a week on Saturdays. It tells you what's been going on with the Sons of Liberty each week. So be sure and sign up for that as well. And then finally, if you agree with our message, you want to help. Keep us out there doing what we're doing. There's a donate button at the top of the page. SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And uh, guys, we really do appreciate it uh, very much. You know, <clears throat> before I bring Ben on, and I was just making mention to him of things that we've been talking about here of recent. I, um, a friend of mine, th- th- to give you an a demonstration <clears throat> of man's government's. <clears throat> excuse me versus god's governments i want you to listen this comes from my my friend david Rizzolata. to the point very clear this is where this is where men's governments not the government of god this is where men's governments go on the left akami deal hole who is following orders from his g buddy or his good buddy gosh man that got kind of cut off there Excuse me, let me move his message out from his good buddy, Obama, and promises to completely disarm you while him and his family have been exposed for criminal activity. Joe Biden on the right, a former New York Democrat who has a long history of friendship with the Clintons, supports red flag laws, takes credit for the fast tracking of vaccine Joe Biden forced you to take while also being convicted of now sexual harassment. But was that what he was convicted for? Or was it defamation? Either way. Donald Trump This is what man's government will give you. It will it, it's like the Greek it's like the Greek myth, myths. They will give you gods, and that's what that's what these that's what this becomes lawmakers. They want to be god. Okay? They want to be god. They want to write the laws and they want to enforce those laws that they make up. And these are the kind of guys that they give you. To tell you, don't you want one of these great guys to be in charge of your life and your neighbor's life? Yeah, no thank you. No thank you. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're not going to give our consent to men, especially godless men, to rule over us. We're just not going to do it. We have a king, one king. His name is Jesus. Now, with that said, uh, we've had Captain Ben Davis on with us before. You guys know his story. I'm going to let him recap that. but. He's got some really wonderful things that have gone on uh we We talked to him, you remember he was flying planes, he was flying drones, he was you know over crews of those ships, and all of a sudden he was just fine for duty until he said, "I don't want that convict shot," and all of a sudden he's not fit for duty. And uh, they really went after him, did a number on him. But you know what? The Lord was in the midst of it working it all for good. I'm sure Ben's going to tell you that. And uh, it's my privilege to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, Captain Ben Davis. Good morning, brother. Good
1: morning. Glad to be back with
0: you guys. Yeah, it's great to have you. And I got to tell you, man, uh, I I was looking through these things of what you're doing and, and your email that you sent me about, you know, how, how the Lord's really opening this up. He's, he's starting to show what was behind the scenes going on and how these these members of the U.S. military were not being honest with you all along about what was going on. So do you want to give people who may not have heard our our, our interviews with you, you want to give them kind of a recap? You can take you know five or ten minutes, give them a recap of what you were involved in there um, in your service and what was being pushed on you. Sure. Yeah, the quick recap. So the uh, January 31st of last
1: year, 2022, I was suddenly unfit for duty. The day prior, I'm flying an MQ-9 airplane, which is not a small drone. Uh, The wingspan is 66 feet long, so it's like the width of a school bus. Uh, it can carry four hellfire missiles or two 500-pound bombs. And I'm literally flying overhead our troops doing top cover or defense of the nation. That's that's the whole goal, and that's what my job was. Suddenly, the next day, I'm unfit for duty because it wasn't even the COVID shot. It was the PCR test that ultimately brought everything to a halt. Because I went not take a test, and this is almost comical when you think about it, but the guidance came out, so this is based on guidance, not a mandate. Guidance came out that all those that haven't taken the COVID shot must take a PCR test to, verify, to see if they have COVID. Uh, So I took the test the commander handed to me and I opened it up and I pulled up the FDA's authorization sheet for that test. It's an emergency use authorization sheet. The approval letter says this test cannot test for COVID-19. So I just showed the commander, hey, this doesn't do what the guidance you're saying it has to do says. And so over a guidance, uh, I was suddenly unfit for duty because I would not submit to that which they were asking me to do. Uh, and then through that, the short backstory of the last year is I got my officer performance report back, which is all extremely high marks. Uh, you know, destroyed terrorist networks, saved $160 million in airplanes, uh, saved a naval destroyer. That was, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, you know, identified neutralized 33 threats. So they're all really high marks that most people strive to get to. And then the very last line says, unfit for duty because you not take a, because it compromised the force health protection measures because I wouldn't take this little tiny COVID test that says on the approval, will not test for COVID. Uh, And that took us to, you know, we were living a pretty good life. We believed in God. We read read through the scriptures cover to cover, Uh, but we were also living with a normal paycheck. And then suddenly overnight, we don't have a paycheck. Because I was on active duty and they have some reg they cited, uh, which breaks me out, allows you, if they're unfit, to pull them off active duty right away. Uh, so then I was part of the Arkansas National Guard, but not part of active duty. Uh, and so we ended up becoming homeless temporarily. Uh, the Lord provided an RV. Uh, and then we recently moved into a 300-square-foot apartment, which is a mansion compared to the RV. I'm but sure. I will I will tell you what, the uh amount of growth that has happened in the last year it surpasses any benefit I would have had from having a regular paycheck over that. My relationship with my wife is exponentially closer. My kids are closer, and most importantly, uh my relationship with the Lord. Uh as I've been digging into law, uh, all these laws from the US Constitution, before that, the unanimous declaration. And then all of the U.S. government laws and regulations, I've spent several thousand hours helping not just myself, but other military members trying to pull up and engage different laws and try to engage with their leadership and command. Kind of like uh, armed overwatch, the, what I was doing in the airplane with missiles and bombs. And my job was to be there if they needed me to provide support. It's a different role of armed overwatch where I've been helping other soldiers and sailors and Marines try to do that same thing, but helping to give them Oh, this one leg, reg, remember, uh, 18 U.S.C. 242 and all these different regulations I can bring to them to help them in their fight.
0: So. It's, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting because this kind of leads up to some things. And you and I were I, I was sharing with you some of the things we've been talking about over the past week uh, out of Scripture. And we've got I mean, you've got to go through all these statutes and all this stuff. And the, the freest people. On the face of the Earth at the time uh, were those who just came out of Egypt, they had God as their king and as their lawgiver, and that was it, and He had very little law that he was writing, but it was important law and Now, what do we do? We have men who write law and again they won't uphold them they're actually going against them. you're showing them, hey, this is your law, this is what you've this is what you've supported, this is what you're supposed to be you claim you're defending. And even the wickedness of man comes out to where they will not uphold the law. It's just incredible to me. But I'm, I'm amazed at what God does with his people when they come out of those things and when they're put in those, those situations. Boy, I got to tell you, I feel like I'm in one of those right now where you're in, you're in a situation where you're seeing things, you're, you're understanding things, and it's like, I don't want to be under. Are you glad now? that they removed you even though it was all the everything it cost you or are you happy about that now
1: oh yeah definitely there would be no going back there's i served the living god before something i hadn't realized was well i served the lord and you know in spirit and in truth and i read through the bible and especially the family we did our family bible readings my idol for 20 years, I've had this, this call to be a pilot in the military since I was five years old. So this is no light and transient thing. This is my entire life. I was, I'm going to be the best. I will be the super trooper of the millennium. I'm going to be the commander's pet because I'm going to be the absolute best worker he's ever had. Uh, and I didn't realize I made the military an idol. I literally took something that I believe was a mission God gave me. And i made that my god instead of the god of abraham isaac and jacob no the one real true god so my salvation was in where my standing as a military member and as opposed to my salvation being in yeshua in jesus christ right that's where our salvation comes from he is the horn of my salvation so and uh time to jump into psalm 106 i felt like i wanted to share this this morning please And this goes right back to what you were just talking about, about the Israelites coming out of Egypt. That's what this is about. So you kind of set me up for that. Uh, Psalm 106. Praise ye the Lord, because he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Who can express the noble acts of the Lord, or show forth all his praise? Blessed are they that keep judgment and do righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, with, thy, with the favor of thy people. Visit me with thy salvation that I may see the felicity of thy chosen and rejoice in the joy of thy people and glory with thine inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity and done wickedly. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. Neither remembered they the multitude of thy mercies, but rebelled at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his power to be known. And he rebuked the Red Sea and it was dried up. And he led them to in the deep, as in the wilderness. And he saved them from the adversary's hand. And he delivered them from the hand of the enemy. And the waters covered their oppressors. Not one of them was left. Then believed they in his words and sang praise unto him. And I'll just stop there at verse 12. I uh, thought the Lord wanted me to bring that up because that is, it was a picture of the, uh, the Israelites when they were trapped between the Red Sea and the Egyptians. Uh, And then their deliverance. And I feel like that's a good, I couldn't put it in better words myself, what the Lord's done. He took me from being a servant of, really a servant of the government, which was a place where I'd put myself under a servant of the military. And then God took me from that to be a servant of him. And I'm learning every day to get closer to him. And that's not hyperbole. I literally, I keep reading the word. And the more I read the word, the more the Lord draws me to him. Amen. Well,
0: this is this is part of what we were talking about. We're talking the practicality of, or we're we're giving the the foundation for the kingdom of God and and how how the king rules and what his kingdom is like and all of this. And in that, what do, what do we find in the words of Jesus? He says, "Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things are added unto you." And oftentimes we think, well, it's up to us to add all those things. And I, I guess to a certain extent, it is in the sense that, you know, we just don't sit here and expect God to, to take care of things for us. We have, we're the means by which he uses oftentimes, and not just in our own lives, but in the lives of others. So with what's going on, you sent me some documents here. What has happened since we last talked to you? I think we had you on with Catherine over there in Japan, and I don't know if you know what happened with her. Have you talked with her about what went on with her? I've talked to her in several months. So I have no idea. Okay. I know she. The last time she had gotten in touch with me, she said they threw out her case. They didn't. They didn't even seek to have the court martial. I mean, well, I guess they had it and they threw it out. So it was. It was very interesting. I haven't heard from her since then. But I, I was just kind of curious if you. Did. So can you tell people since that time? And this has been. This was last year, I think, that we had you on for that. Can you tell people what's gone on since then, as far as what you were dealing with those in the military and how you found out. That they weren't really being on the up and up with you. Uh,
1: sure. So, going going back to that. Sorry, do you have some specific you want want to pull out, or you want me to talk about? I've got I've got a whole lot to talk about. Just trying to figure out where you want me to get to.
0: Yeah. Uh, if if you want to speak to these these two letters that you've got, um, this is one of them uh let's well i'll tell you what let's do the first one first so let me go back here and let me get the uh the first i think the first one first that you sent me, which is january uh fifteenth and i i don't want to show your i don't' you, be showing your address <laughs> there but um this one this is you from can january pop that 15th. up that's fine okay <laughs> yeah uh
1: yeah so the the u s military has all kinds of laws and regulations, and what's funny is they're not really following them. You know, they follow them in the saying that they're following them. But everything that I've found, and this is in thousands of hours of research over the last year, is every single law, regulation, policy, which, of course, those all come from law, which comes from U.S. law. U.S. law comes from the common law, and common law is written almost verbatim from the word it got. So as Marbury v. Madison said, all laws repugnant to the Constitution are null and void, You can take that a step farther and say that any law repugnant to God's law is null and void as well. It has no effect on God's people. Uh, So as you look at it, starting with the preamble to the U.S. Constitution, it says, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially from there on, every single law is a seatbelt on the government. There is no seatbelts on the citizen or the soldier, and you don't lose any rights when you join the military. I've always been told, oh, you're just a pincushion, you're just an asset to the military. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm an asset to the living God, and that's who I work for. For him, you know, I've become, uh, Ephesians says, no, they've all turned aside. They've all become worthless. We're worthless in our own right. And in our own righteousness, there's no amount that can make us acceptable to God. Christ says that Well, Christ and also the Old Testament basically explains that our best is as filthy rags. There is nothing we can do uh, to bring us into unity with Christ. But when Christ draws us, it is our duty to follow after him with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength. Uh, So getting back to these rags, everything is a seatbelt on the government. Don't don't turn aside and be like, well, you know, that one regulation says, uh, because they're all seatbelts is to keep the government from overstepping its bounds. Uh, and I, I brought this up to the uh, the judge advocate general. Now, this is the, the full bird colonel who's in charge of prosecution. So it's kind of like going to the prosecutor directly and skipping your representation, which is kind of a joke in the military. The idea of we'll provide you uh, a defendant because the defendant they provide is someone who works one weekend a month, and most of that, he's not even working for you. He's got other things he has to do uh so this has been the lord helped me walk through this as with the lord it's my advocate uh so i went straight to the jag and i brought her all this information saying can you show me what authority the government has to require medical procedure uh it's been five months now and she has yet to find any evidence to refute it uh so if that lends a little more credence it's not just one guy that's the judge who studies law uh is an attorney and she can't find any evidence uh so the The best authority they have is the Surgeon General. He's the one that executes the entire DOD immunization program and also in charge of every single medical aspect of the military. Uh, And it's funny as the regulations go through and they keep citing, based on the full authority, of the Surgeon General, as if it's this great, grand, lofty thing, how much authority he has that he can do all these things. So I pulled up his enforcement authority. And this is kind of funny. uh, 42 U.S. Code. Subsection 264. Right? This, I mean, I'm just going to read it verbatim here. The Surgeon General, with approval of the Secretary, is authorized to make and enforce such regulations as, in his judgment, are necessary uh, to prevent the in- introduction, transmission, or spread of communicable diseases. So, and then it goes on to list all these things. Right? What's funny is his full authority says, okay, I got a next picture. It basically says his authority is he can access studies, he can make recommendations. Uh, it's just a handful of things he can do in his authority. It has no enforcement authority, and his enforcement authority only lies in again making restrictions to confiscate people's property, kill their birds, uh, you know, whatever kind of things, or kill uh, pests and mice and fungicides. There's nothing there in his enforcement authority. It gives him authority. To require a medical procedure for an individual. And if we take that to the fullest extent, uh, if the commander or the US government can say, you have to take a medical procedure, uh, think about if they say, oh, so and so's unit is not meeting their quota for, you know, because the whole affirmative action, you have to have so many of this race and so many of this race, which is all baloney, it just creates division. Uh, but if you have uh, the Surgeon General says, hey, say this unit's low on trannies, so they have to tell Bob he has to go take whatever hormones and get surgeries done. And then they tell Susie that she has to have things removed so she can become the other way. So the units are now meeting their quota. Where does it end? Yeah, I know that sounds extreme, but literally they've had these conversations where, well, if we own the people, we can make them do whatever we want. Uh, that'd be no different than the government saying we're just going to make eunuchs of all these people because that's what we think would be in our best interest.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that was a little loud. That was a hot there. <laughs> um, that's That's exactly right. If man starts doing as he wants, if he decides what he thinks is right and good, you know, I think about even just the issue of the shots or the tests where in all of God's law, does he say that anything like that? In fact, what we read in the scripture is, you know, people are deceived through their pharmacy, their pharmacia stuff. Right. And boy, are they exploiting the these that I call them the trans delusionals? I think that's more um, and I'm not just saying that to be to denigrate. I, I'm saying it. They are under a delusion that there's something that they're not and they exploit them as well. They exploit uh, the sodomites and, and all of them are responsible for what they do. But they they're exploited and they're exploited <clears throat> in order that they can get more control over the people. And in essence, if you're controlled, what are you doing? you Are are you not worshiping that system? I mean, is that not the God, the, the, the little G God that you're bowing before? I mean, it seems to me that that's what we end up doing, is that we're bowing before it. And as we've made reference to before, um, you know, Deuteronomy 6, we're to teach our children those commands right They're to be in our hearts, we're to teach them diligently to to our children all the time. And you're getting an opportunity to do some of that now, I, I believe that you said uh, even more than you were. But then you also come into the New Testament, I draw the application out of Revelation 17. You know, they have a mark in their hand or a mark in their forehead. Well, what is that? They're either submitting themselves to God and his commands, or they're submitting themselves to man and his commands or his tyranny. I should say God's is not tyranny. His is liberty. Uh, But uh, man is always tyrannical when he is not obeying God's commands. Simple as that.
1: That's right. You're either following the Lord or you're you're following man. You choose your God, but whichever one you as you mentioned uh, earlier in the show about Joshua. He said, "As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord." There has to be a distinction between that which is holy and that which is profane, and that doesn't mean that we just become like the Pharisees, where we suddenly are making laws unto ourselves, as though, so that we can be above reproach. Oh no, we follow the Christ, and the Christ gives us what we need to follow Him, and it is the law of liberty. When you're when you're driving down the highway, right? It's this—you have liberty as long as you're you know you're staying in your lane and you're doing what you need to do uh as soon as you start swerving in other people's lanes now you're compromising their health and safety now you've stepped outside that law and the law is no longer going to protect you uh so whereas you were in the law and were protected by it now you've become outside the law and well now you're an outlaw you're just a transgressor and a tyrant uh yeah
0: Yeah, and then that's and that's the intent of it too i was thinking the uh last night Uh, When we were um, we were having some discussion and I was sitting here a little bit by myself with my thoughts and I was thinking of the same thing. And I have said it on the air, but it's like the existence of pretended laws didn't go away with the war for independence. Uh, They're still here. They're all throughout the world. And man makes up pretended laws so he can control and so he can steal, whether it's life, liberty or property from the people that they're supposed to be governing under the laws of God. And it's incredible to me, Ben, how blind we've been to that uh, in so many ways. And now, you know, we're seeking, uh, as you said before, we're se- we're not seeking holy men uh, to take um, some kind of authority and in, and in, in actually rule according to the law of God, like what the kings were to do in the Old Testament, writing out their own copies and then enforcing that no what what are we doing we're saying we'll take the profane we'll take the profane to do it and just like i mentioned at the start of the show the people that are being put up we'll put the profane in there and christians say yes 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 and then they don't realize what they're bringing on themselves they're like the 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 the, the, the pharisees who cried out we have no king but caesar we'll take caesar over jesus now they would never tell you that to your face but by their actions, that's what they're doing. So <clears throat> what all else has gone on since then? So you, you've helped some of these people and such. Have you been vindicated at all sort of openly? I guess if if you're, if you're completely vindicated by the military, they're going to have to give you your job back or something like that. But do you feel like you've been vindicated in the midst of that? that uh, and, and what kind of impact has this had on your fellow military, those who serve in the military?
1: uh for one god uses everything for good the lord used this experience from uh, prior october before that until the day i was suddenly unfit for duty There was not one day i went to work the lord did not provide an opportunity to share the gospel in some way shape or form he would bring someone up who would ask me a question or there would be conversation sometimes when you're flying the drone you spend a lot of hours transiting so you're just sitting there you fly in the airplane but you can't really do much else other than you know watch your gauges and do your calculations for fuel and, and make sure everything's good so you get time to talk without stealing from the boss you're still doing what you need to be doing uh but over the headset people would have conversations and i'd be able to chime in and just keep sharing the gospel so there's i was had been to comments to my wife about this shortly before they uh said i was unfit I'm like this is amazing. this's been months of the Lord providing an opportunity every day to share with people not just that I knew that were in my area but also people around the world who are listening to this conversation because everything's recorded and and videotaped and so everything I do is now an official record somewhere <laughs> in some vault uh but the Lord used that for good, and then yeah, since I was suddenly said unfit for duty uh. He's given me opportunity to share with people around the world that I never would have come in contact with. But the Lord brought them to me. And I was able to, with a lot of them, they were afraid to take the shot because they knew, you know, over at that point, over 10,000 Americans had died uh, from complications from it. So, like, we're afraid to take the shot, but we're afraid of man. And so as I'm hearing this over the phone, the Holy Spirit discerned, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say it was me that discerned, this person is living in fear. So I got to turn it right back to, well, let's talk about your faith first. We have to talk about the heavenly father. We got to talk about Jesus coming and die for our salvation. Uh, and so the Lord used this fear of tyrants to actually draw people to him. Uh, in many cases, it, wasn't, it was nothing that I did, but the Lord would bring them to me and use me to help, help with the harvest, to help push them towards Christ. Of course, the Christ is the only one that can draw them. And Christ is the author and finisher of the faith. So he just used me as one little step in that. But again, I was an asset to the king, to heaven, you know, the king of kings, not an asset to man.
0: Yeah, what, well, and that's what that's what we talk about anyway. We we speak in terms of, you know, I, I'm I'm often kind, and it's because years ago I had to learn to repent of that coming out of my mouth, of saying I'm proud of you or something like that. Now I. I I, I don't even bite my tongue anymore. I used to bite my tongue about it, but I say I'm thankful to God that you did this, or I'm thankful to you know Paul uses that kind of language to the New Testament churches. That I'm thankful to God for you that your faith is known throughout the world and things like this. And this goes to the heart of the matter when we, when I speak about somebody um, who is elect, who God has chosen from before the foundation of the world, and everybody says, "Oh, they're just going to be saved no matter what." No, friend. God uses means. This is why, I mean, what does Paul tell us? How are people to believe if they don't hear? And how do they hear if they don't have a preacher? And and that's where God sends us out uh, individually in this sphere of influence we have to, in essence, proclaim or to preach the truth that he's given us. And that is in Christ. And that is under his, his lordship or his kingship. And so I'm glad to hear that. Um, <clears throat> along with that, you shared with us before your documents, you were putting, you said, if anybody reads my file, they're going to read the gospel through. And I read some of it and it's like, dude, you were just citing all sorts of scriptures in their context uh, within the papers that you were filing there with the military. Have you heard back from guys who were, uh, say, superiors or something who might have read that, who might have contacted you and said man you're, you're giving all this stuff here you know what's this all about have you heard from any people like that or has it just been the guys that are kind of on the level that you're on or below that a lot of the guys
1: from superiors i haven't heard anything there's been just hostility uh which makes sense because to those which don't know the father it says that we are but a stench in their nostrils right those who are who have christ we are a sweet aroma to each other but I mean, we're the stench of death to those who don't have the father, because at the end of their days, that's what they're going to meet. And so that's not my, my goal. My goal is to share the gospel with them. And if the Lord so draws and he uses, I try to put the gospel in every document. What I've found is when I spent hours and hours of trying to find every law and regulation of man so I can cite everything legally. Usually the Lord gives me utterance to talks over and over, Old Testament and New Testament, about the Lord giving you utterance. Uh, just give me the words and I'll just be typing as fast as I can come up. Uh, so I've presented the gospel half dozen times now and all different, all different scripture verses to go along. It's never the same or like a sinner's prayer thing. It's, this is, this is the law of God, which is our schoolmaster to bring us under salvation. You know, after I finished talking about the laws of man. So I got to share about the law and then share about Jesus is the horn of our salvation. So it talks about that's not just a New Testament thing. That goes back to the Old Testament uh, when it says the helmet of salvation. Literally, that's the helmet of Yeshua, uh, which is the Hebrew for Jesus. So we literally have the helmet of Jesus on us, on our head. Why and why in the world would we give that up for that which man has? Uh, so the Lord used that to, in many different ways. Uh, the people that are on my level have said, well, we're really hoping you win. Uh, because it'd be a vindication for all of us who felt like we were forced or coerced into taking it, uh, which there was, because everyone was brought separately, singled out with a meeting with the commander, told that they were the only one not getting that shot, and they had to go get it. Uh, you know, the whole divide and conquer, that's what they had to do to get people to, to eventually cave. Uh, and they threatened for them to lose their paychecks, they threatened all these things, uh, which ultimately is what ha- wound up happening to me, but Again, I would not trade that for the world. And then you asked about vindication. Uh, so I have been vindicated from higher ups, not personally, but the PCR test that I said I couldn't take because it was against God. I should pointed out how it was wicked and it's inception. Uh, the whole premise of the PCR test is the same premises for all vaccines. They've always been based on using the widow while well, using orphans and using slaves. So if you're against slavery, you should have nothing to do with this wickedness where they're like, Oh, well, you don't really have a life, so we're gonna use your life. Yep. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Uh so the the three star general, the inspector general of the air force, this is the highest you can get in the inspector general side. He wrote a memorandum. It was for someone else, but he said all these PCR tests fall as medical devices and as such are protected by any religious accommodations. Uh, which is what my command of the bank continued saying, we can't. Well, that's a religious we don't have a religious accommodations for those things we only have them for certain things uh so as they telling me i can't even file for one I, I know i have vindication from higher up saying this uh another thing is so i got my official denial letter to my religious uh, exemption they called it to the covid shot but they never my commander asked me if i wanted to make a i'd also submit a religious accommodation to the pcr test even though they said i couldn't do that He said, well, do you want to strip that out so you don't have a, the military doesn't have to be burdened with continually processing that other religious accommodation? Uh, So I just simply, as I was reading through, I believe the Holy Spirit brought to mind, wait, they gave me, they denied me a religious exemption. They didn't deny me a religious accommodation, which is what I had sought in the first place. Uh, I sought a religious accommodation. That's in the regulations. You can do that or you can do a medical exemption. So the two different processes different results but when the director of the air national guard general michael a low uh came out he sent me a i'm denying your religious exemption so he denied me something that doesn't even exist uh and he said based on all this information but he failed to cite that information so but i only had five days to write an appeal to it so i requested more time and i filed a, a FOIA request freedom of information act to get that information uh, which they said, well, we can't give you an extension. You only have five days to write this rebuttal. So, so I wrote an appeal, which went to the Surgeon General, who denied it as well. But both of those three-star generals denied me a religious exemption, something that doesn't even exist. By regulations, if they don't rule within sixty days, it's approved. Uh, so, three hundred three days later, when they finally came back, they didn't even deny it. So they've now been approved by default after sixty days. But also, they've now fully adjudicated that my religious accommodation stands because they denied something that didn't exist, but they didn't deny what I'd asked for. Uh, So it's kind of a a backdoor way of saying that they approved it, but to look good in their superior's eyes, they had to deny it. because they have to deny everybody.
0: That's just, that's just incredible. I mean, if it's that plain, why won't they just admit that? Is it because, again, they're going to lose the control? They might lose their job because their superior doesn't agree with them. Is, is that what all this is? Is it, Because I can see that. I can see the pressure comes down from up high. I'm going to lose my job. I'm not going to be able to feed my family. I, I get all the, the construct that's there, but you had those thoughts too. What am I going to do here, Lord? I, I can't violate my conscience. And you have to count the cost and you go and you say, okay, I'm willing to pay the cost. Do you think they're just not willing to pay the cost?
1: So when this, uh, they said mandate to take the PCR testing, if you haven't taken the shot yet, when that came out, I was praying and fasting. I was asking the Lord, what do I do here? Because I'm researching all the stuff about the PCR test and how wicked it is. Uh, and I know how wicked the shot is. I'd already researched that. And the Lord told me, do not take that and I will provide for you. Uh, so I didn't think I was going to lose my job. I thought he was just going to fight my battle and I was just going to keep flying the MQ-9. I mean, I'm finally in the role I've always wanted to be in with being like a fighter pilot. You know, I'm flying the airplane because I wasn't in C-130s before, uh, but now I've got weapons and now I get to do all this cool tactical stuff. Uh, but being a drone pilot, I would just drive to work and I go into a go through two vault doors and then get in a box that looks like the inside of the airplane I fly from there. But at the end of the day, I get to go home as opposed to being on C-130, where at the end of the day, you go back to Kuwait or you go back to Iraq or wherever you're based at. And that's what you're that's what you're doing. So here I get to do all the perks of having weapons and being a cool tactical operator while also having the perks of being home every night. I had no idea they were going to take my job. But looking back, that was the greatest thing they could have done uh, because they had to show their hands of who, who they served. Uh, They didn't serve the U.S. law. They didn't serve the U.S. people. They were shown that they served their paycheck. Uh, And then all my peers that went ahead and took all this stuff, they said, man, we were so bamboozled. And that's caused great harm and damage to the unit. There is a significant percentage of our unit that is not medically fit for duty. Uh, They're still on order, still getting their paycheck. But they're not really deployable because they have duty limiting conditions. Uh, they call them DLCs, a so Duty Limiting Condition. And then there's another guy who was my age, 39 years old, healthy young man. He had a complete stroke. And this is about two months ago now. Uh, he went from being a normal, healthy, walking around to overnight. He can blink yes or no with his eyes. That's it. He was completely paralyzed. Uh, another young man requested a medical exemption. He was actually given it by the flight doctor. And then the flight doctor was told by his higher-ups, oh, we can't have a medical exemption, so we're gonna deny it. So they denied his medical exemption, which actually has to go all the way to the Surgeon General, it doesn't end at the local level at the 188th wing. He went in and took the shot thinking he had no choice. The next day he had to went to the ICU, he was bleeding everywhere. They had to have do a splenectomy uh because his spleen had basically exploded. Uh so now again he doesn't have a paycheck because he's no longer part of the military. And they're not compensating him with uh, like a VA claim because they're saying, well, we're not going to say it's a shot. So what do you do with that? You have all this harm to the United States military, which we know giving aid and comfort to the enemy is the definition of treason. Are we not doing that when we're destroying our own troops? And if man yeah. stands up, and says, no, we believe in God. Then we believe in God. And, you know, that's where it ends. Uh, the Bible says the wicked flee when none pursueth. Uh, and I'll I'll give a testimony to that real quick. So in that last document I submitted on January fifteenth, after I got done talking about the US law and about DOD law, I went right into talking about God's law. And when I was talking about God's law, I felt like the Lord wanted me to bring up sodomy. And I was thinking, no, I'm not going there in this culture. That's I've already made them mad enough. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring that up. But I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to put it in. So I mentioned in every single urinal, in every stall, every bathroom, all the hallways, uh, the director of, men- of mental health, as they call her, uh, sends out emails about all the trans stuff. I call them transgressors because they're transgressors of God's law.
0: That's excellent. That's excellent. That's,
1: uh, and I'm, I'm not throwing names. Literally, we are to stay on the straight and narrow. Do not turn from the law to the right or to the left. Right. That's, I think, where we get the right wing, left wing from.
0: Me is, too. Uh, yep.
1: Yeah. Is, no, I don't want to turn right left. I want to be on the straight and narrow. Wherever God has me, that's where I want to be. That's the only place that really matters. So I just call them out because they have all these things. I advocate them for you can be whatever identity you want to be. You can. Uh, it's almost like they're encouraging people to have mental health issues. When you read all their mental health stuff that they post everywhere for everyone to read when they have a minute, it's got all kinds of nonsense. Just absolute nonsense. that has nothing to do with scripture. It's about trying to make yourself whole in and of yourself, which we know is garbage. It doesn't work. You cannot be whole apart from the peace that you get from Jesus Christ. And that doesn't mean you won't go through storms, but you can have that peace because you know the Father and you know that He's with you. Uh, And if you don't have the Father, if you don't have Jesus, you don't have His Father, which is the heavenly Father. That's right. That's right. Uh, okay, so to be clear, there, so I call them out for this for all their their sodomy and uh, advocating that which law condemns. Uh, both U.S. law it condemns it, and then also an Arkansas law where we're at, uh, it's against Lot's life in prison uh, for for sodomy. So I said, why are you advocating that which is against law when you're saying that we are to uphold the law? The next.
0: Yeah, and those later. laws are based upon the law of God.
1: Yeah. When I went to drill two weeks later, every single rainbow was gone. All there flyers. I couldn't find one <laughs> because I started looking. I'm like, wait a second. How did they remove that many? There were hundreds, and now there's none. Uh, so that's a testimony to the Lord. And to, back to Scripture, the wicked flee when none pursueth. I was just faithful to do what the Lord told me to do. He told me to call them out for their transgression. And all that stuff went away. So while I never heard personally from leadership a word about it, somebody read it and and someone made a move to remove all that stuff.
0: Amen. Amen. You know, the word doesn't go out uh, and return void to him. It goes out to accomplish what his purposes are. And at least in this case, it looks like whether you heard from somebody or not, you saw the results of it. Uh, of being faithful and, and pointing those things out, praise the Lord for that. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. All right, we got about we got a li- about nine minutes or so, and here's what I want to ask. Since you've been out, can you kind of share with people? Because I know you've sent me emails, you know, and texts and stuff. We've talked a, a little bit back and forth to keep in touch, but <clears throat> you you've you've talked about hey, we were living in an RV. Now we're in this this small apartment somewhere, which is like a mansion. And I know, cause my, my son's got an RV out here beside the house and we'll go hang out there and the fellas and we'll talk uh, like on Friday and Saturday nights. And so I, I know what it is to be in those tight little, you know, areas and stuff where literally uh, all the, all the fellas and our, and our family are contained in like, I don't know, a, a little six by six area. If you can imagine grown, like six of us in there, grown men sitting there. But can you kind of share with people some of the experiences that you've had here since all this stuff went on and you lost your house, but God's given you something else? Can you can you kind of share with people as a word of encouragement to them of how faithful God is when you obey him in matters like this? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say. Where is your identity? That's, that's
1: what I want to challenge people with. You are in a day of all the identities of you can identify as this, you can identify as that. Oh no, we identify with our Christ. Right. And if we look, yeah, I got a, a phone call the other day uh, while I was working, it was the end of a long day, a hot day, but all of a sudden my energy sunk. Right. And I was like, why Why am I seeing I mean, I've been working for 12 hours in the sun, so it makes sense. But, Normally, I can just keep pushing through, right? Because I got you just keep keep working, so you can finish. I'm doing construction right now. Uh, I was like, why? Why did I allow? that I didn't hear the phone call because I was on the roof at the time. Uh, but it was the commander calling, and as soon as I knew it was him, my energy just sunk, right? Because I was suddenly cow- I didn't realize at the time until I talked to my wife later. Suddenly, I was. Cowering to the fears of man, rather than fearing the God. Was my identity in, oh, what the commander thinks of me, or was it what my heavenly commander, know uh, the captain of our salvation, which is man. Jesus, is in Him? Uh, so I want my identity being Christ alone. Uh, Spurgeon said, "Until a man becomes nothing, God can make nothing of him." Uh, so we had to go through this low time where we literally just were made nothing physically, you know. <laughs> Everything we had was gone. It was, or packed into a cargo trailer that was literally just sitting there getting ruined in the heat and humidity of Arkansas. We like, well, I don't even know if uh, anything is going to survive out of there because our pictures and all normal things just getting ruined uh, sitting in an air conditioned car- cargo trailer. Uh, but when we put our strength in Christ, uh, we know that Psalm 144 says, Blessed be the Lord let's be lord my strength he teacheth my hands to war my fingers to battle um and i'm actually going to flip over that because i think that's an encouraging word for people at the end uh he is my goodness and my fortress my tower and my deliverer my shield and in him i trust uh, which subdueth my people under me lord what is man that thou regardest him or the son of man that thou thinkest upon him Man is like to vanity. His days are like a shadow that vanisheth. Uh, so we're nothing. But when we put our identity in Christ, we are now part of his inheritance. So, and, of course, not in our own accord. But if the Lord draws us, we need to be faithful
0: to obey that and put our identity in him. Amen. Amen. And, and you would tell the audience he has been faithful. I, I mean, you're, oh, yeah. sitting, you're sitting here. This was months ago that all this you know, was going. This was actually... Was it It's more than a year ago, I know' I well, think just about, it was, a year. yeah, I was going to say it's been about a year since we first had you on. I'm thinking it was that, but it was going on before that, and even when you lost your rank and all this stuff that you 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 yourself profess, I've made an idol out of i've i have i have lost all this stuff, boy, he's faithful to keep you here, or you wouldn't be on the show with us this morning <laughs> oh yeah, he's given us uh a,
1: sure. Last time we were on, we had, right after I lost my job, found out our only vehicle needed a major repair, uh, $1,100 worth. We opened the, as I'm trying to figure out how I can do, that's just the parts, not the labor, uh, $1,100 repair. As I'm sitting there doing the math, trying to calculate exactly what I'm going to need to fix it, uh, my daughter ran into the mailbox. There was a letter there. It had a $1,000 check and $100 Bill in it, and the guy said, "Hey, I felt like I should send this to you." The guy didn't even know. He sent me a check because the Lord told him to send the check. It was exactly eleven hundred dollars total, exactly what we needed. Uh, a few weeks later, I needed another one hundred sixty-seven dollars and some change. I think it was sixty-five cents. As I'm sitting there, literally calculating to the penny with tax, how much I needed because we didn't have anything. We had absolutely not one dime. Uh, that would be a lie. I think we had eighteen cents in our bank account at that point. I'm trying to figure this out i get a call hey we had a small group uh we took had a collection and there's 167 it was exactly to the penny what we needed and there was a <laughs> lot of pennies and, nickels and dimes uh the lord gave us exactly what we needed uh someone said hey i have this car i was going to sell and the lord told me to give it to you guys uh it was a cadillac Escalade. it was old and had a lot of miles but the lord knew before we did because I was thinking I'm going to get this fixed really fast, not realizing it was a massive labor a uh, time of labor to be able to get it fixed. uh the Lord gave us a vehicle that would hold my wife and the five kids, uh, which is just incredible you can't make that kind of stuff up. The Lord just kept taking care of us step by step by step, and there was um uh, times when people uh made donations and then there was a lot of times where i'm just working at the end of the day i'm like i'm not making enough to even pay our bills but the lord has just kept freeing us to follow him and he would be faithful to take care of all of our needs
0: amen Amen. you know and when you're saying some of that stuff um i'm i'm not necessarily i haven't been put necessarily in the same predicament that you are but i'm i'm one almost daily i have to look do we have enough money to cover this do we have enough money and there will be there will be either some additional work that comes in cuz i do some other things besides this uh that'll come through or somebody'll send me a letter or they'll 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 send a little something along the way and i can't sit here and tell you it's to the penny or something but i can tell you it helps meet the need that we have so I know exactly what you're talking about, but I've, I've never had those experiences where it's just to the penny. And that makes it to me, I'm looking at it, not that the father doesn't provide any more for that than he does when he does the other. But it's just it's really an amazing testimony uh, to the goodness of God when you're faithful to him. That's right. <laughs> and, even, and even at times when we're not, when we miss it, when we miss it, uh, when, when we miss on, he's faithful um and he corrects us and he chastises or he disciplines us the bible says because he loves us so i think that's fantastic is there a final word of exhortation you want to leave the people with Uh, we got about a minute and a half i'm gonna give that to you brother
1: all right uh, i'm gonna jump over psalm 119 verse 25. Uh, my soul cleaveth to the dust quicken me according to thy word i have declared my ways and thou hearest me teach me thy statutes make me to understand the ways of thy precepts, and I will meditate on thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for heaviness, raise me up according to thy word. So, there's that whole with the commander, you know, the uh, my soul would melt, uh, and this is various times we say my soul would melt, uh, that was probably the best way of putting it, right? But when we put our identity in Christ, uh, we were asking him, Raise me up according to thy word, take. From me the way of lying and grant me graciously thy law i have chosen the way of truth and thy judgments have i laid before me i have cleaved to thy testimonies O lord confound me not i will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge mine heart i can't put it better than that (laughs) if we seek the lord and we seek him in his ways he will enlarge our heart put our identity in christ and not in ourselves
0: Amen, amen. That's a good word, brother. I I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you keeping us updated, and I hope that it's an encouragement to those who listen. Already, some people are saying, "Thank you for bringing uh, Ben on. Thank you for your witness uh, that you're bearing out there, and uh, praises to uh, our our God Yahweh over the fact that He's been faithful." to you. If you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. Uh, guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, com, and then we'll be back with you in the morning. Lord willing, Kate Shimrony will be with us, 8 a.m. We'll talk to you then. See you.